Awesome. Okay, we're live. You guys, welcome to the Ranch Ramblin Podcast. I'm super excited to be here today. Um, I'm very, very excited, actually, to introduce you to our guest. Um, I have Jay Storm today on, and you might have heard of her um, from the Ultimate Public Showdown, but it has been so much fun getting to know her over the last few weeks, and I just on the podcast because I feel like she embodies what I'm trying to do here. Um, she's a mom. She is a fourth generation rancher. She just started her small business. I'm really excited to let her tell you a little more about that. Um, anyways, she's just got a lot of things going that I feel truly embodies what, um, you know, what I'm trying to do here at the podcast. So with that, Jay Storm, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Um, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is awesome. So... Um, I'm a fourth generation answer. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Um, and so tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you, you know, day to day and tell us a little bit about who you are and what got you to where you're at right now. Um, so we have a commercial, our commercial cow calf operation in Southeast Texas. Um, my great grandparents started our place. So they had three boys, um, Two of them did like the rice. We rice farmed also, and then my grandpa, he's the one that kept the cows going. So he's always been the one that done all the cow work, and for as long as I can remember, I've been working cows with him. I mean, basically since I was born, I think. Yeah. And um, he's ninety-one years old right now, and he still works. He still rides and does everything. And uh, my brother and I work out here full time with him now. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me what a typical day is, but I guess, you know, most people know if you're ranching, there's not really a typical day. There's really no telling what you're going to be doing no any day. day. Yes. <laughs> but um, <sighs> and it's definitely now that I have my daughter tagging along, there's really no telling how the day is going to go. So, um, yeah, it's just it's an adventure every day. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful I get to work with my family every day. You get to. You know, how many people still have their grandparents at 91 and how many people get to yeah. spend as much time with them as I do because of this lifestyle? And, you know, I just always so grateful for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I love that. I see it's been like two or three weeks ago, maybe longer. Um, you just posted a real quick little story uh, video clip on Instagram that I just loved. And it was your daughter and your grandpa together. And I was like, how cool is this? Like that. You know, bridging that like that, that generation thing, and you're just continuing the legacy on with your baby, and I just that's so cool. Yeah, it's really been cool. Like I joke sometimes that they babysit each other at work. You know, like, <laughs> she keeps him busy, and then uh, she always, you know, I always need extra hands on her, especially now that she's moving around. But it's been very nice, you know, having my grandparent here. You know, like I said, my grandpa that helps out, and my grandma she lives on the drive. We live on the same driveway, basically. And um, she'll come down there, just push her around in the stroll. She doesn't like to work cows, but she'll sit there and watch and push the baby around and stuff. So it's neat. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What's something about, you know, that continuing that legacy with you and, and your daughter? Like, what, or like, what are you most passionate about in that sense, I suppose? Is it just the, the continuing on? Is it, you know, there's so many facets to that. Um, really the, the family legacy is, is super important to you as well. Um, is that kind of what's driving your passion right now or, or, you know, where are you at as far as that goes? 
Um, yeah, the family legacy definitely drives me to do everything I do. I mean, through the hard work. I mean, we've faced multiple hurricanes that have almost wiped our place out. You know, you have to you have to love it. You wanna have to wanna keep doing it to struggle through those things. I mean, we got one storm. They told us it was a once in a lifetime storm. We would never see anything like that again in our life. And two years later we got the exact same thing again. And it was I mean, it was devastating. That was the first time I ever saw my grandpa cry. And um, to see him like that, you know, I think that, I mean, I always knew this is what I wanted to do, but, like, I think that built more of a fire underneath me, like, coming back from big struggles like that. And um, I don't know, I'm always, I inherited that from my grandpa, but I'm always a little stubborn, you know, <laughs> like, I don't give up yeah. easy. So, I think that's part of it, you know, this way it laughs hard, but it also pushes you to push yourselves even more and do your best and um so yeah that definitely keeping on the legacy is definitely what pushes me but also getting to spend time with my family like I mentioned earlier like that's a big deal to me I mean there's not many jobs yeah. that I can be with my 91 year old grandpa and my one-year-old little girl at the same time you know and be doing what I love just being outside and um and th this lifestyle you know it's kind of I hate to say like fizzling out but like if we don't keep raising more generations then there's not going to be this lifestyle anymore and you know so many kids I went and did a little program at the school the other day and like this is a fourth grade class I'm like not, it's just crazy to see how far off from understanding any of this you know they are whenever yeah. they're in a world <laughs> they live right here by me and they still don't know a lot of this stuff so it's important to me to keep it going just so I can teach more people about it too yeah yeah I agree with that um it's probably been in college, we did like a farm field day for some of the local elementary schools, and it was a similar situation where I kind of just assumed that since it was a rural area, relatively small town, that they understood, you know, where milk came from or where, you know, your beef or your bacon or whatever it is. And we were showing how to milk a goat, and they, if the ones that wanted to, we were letting, you know, try it. and. Like, it blew my mind how many kids did not realize that that's where milk came from. And, like, it was just super eye-opening to be... If if rural community kids are not aware, like, what about the rest of the world? Like, no wonder agriculture is under attack. And, like you said, we're kind of fizzling out a little bit. And so I love that you do that and take the time to the community and and talked about this way of life because it is disappearing sadly yeah i mean i haven't went we went out of town this weekend to san antonio which is like big city you know and um <laughs> we're visiting some family and stuff and my little girl had her cows out her little clay cows and she had a bull and a cow and like it was a girl that was my age and um my little, she says something about this cow and my little girl's like it's a bull you know yeah like, oh i don't even know i don't even know how to tell them apart and i'm like Bosh, like you would think about hey. 30 years old, you would know the difference between a cow and a bull. But I guess, you know, I've said a lot, it's crazy to realize how far people are away from this life. Right. Which I think it's, it's so important, like you said, to continue on the legacy with our kids and even just the families and the lives that we get to interact with. I feel sharing our stories is super impactful, you know, as far as that goes. I mean, um, different track I guess my my dad is a lion hunter and you know the hunting world is 
under attack. The ag world is under attack from all different directions. And I read an article the other day that was, it had a picture of a little girl. She was like three or four years old, you know, loving on the hound dog. And it was like, hey, share these stories because this is, this is what our life is about. It's not what people think where it's, you know, blood and torture and all these things. That's not happens, you know, and there's a bad apple in every basket, but it's up to the good apples to continue to spread the the education and the awareness around what's going on. Um, and I think you're like, I'm going to segue right here into your tallow stuff and I'll let you, you know, say what that's all about, but I think that's so cool with what you're doing there because you know, a natural product from from the ranch, you know, and valuable. Like, there's, it's, you know, there's no waste. You want to, you know, it's efficient and all these things. And so, um, tell us a little bit about that. What, what got you started with that? And I guess, first off, tell us about the business and then we can go from there. Um, so, I could have started a little tallow, beef tallow skincare business recently. Um, it wasn't exactly a plan, it just kind of happened. Um, <laughs> Whenever I was pregnant with my daughter, I just got really in the more attention to what I was putting in and on my body and everything, you know, like I realized that some of the things I thought were healthy probably really weren't that healthy, you know, just paid a lot more attention to things. And um, I've always obviously had a very good passion for bees. So I just kind of put those two together and I started making just a moisturizer for myself out of it. And um, I didn't really know if anybody would interested in it you know like you tell people they're putting it's be sad they're like oh am i gonna smell like a brisket i'm like no <laughs> like i'm not gonna like, give you something to make you smell like a brisket <laughs> um, but uh so i was doing that i guess it's making that for like a year and then like you know i some of my family and stuff would use it and then uh, a friend of mine works at a little winery down the road and they were having a christmas market this year and she's like why don't you make some of that and bring it to a little like good booth at the market I was like, oh, I will, but I don't know. You know, nobody's probably going <laughs> to want any. And um, thankfully, you know, I'm from a small town. A lot of people know who I am, know my family and stuff. So I think, like, that kind of got it started because they were willing to give me a shot because they were like, well, right. you know, like, they knew me at least. And I did a lot better than I thought. I sold a lot more than I thought. You know, I was afraid I was going to come home with everything you brought up there. But I didn't. <laughs> and it had to come so from there, you know, like people just heard about it after that and they're messaging me like, can I get some of that? Like so-and-so got some last weekend, so they liked it. I was like, oh, sure. So I just kind of slowly started on Instagram and then I really, I just made my website like two weeks ago because it's been going, like I was spending so much time trying to reply to people and orders and stuff. And like, yes. I was like, I can't believe it's already turned into this. So <laughs> I went on to a website now and like, it's just, it's going really good. And yeah, I was just looking I wasn't really looking, I, I was, I was like looking for a way to supplement, I guess, kind of, you know, our income around here and, um, all, you know, anybody who lives a ranch life, I think most of us try to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it just put two of my patches together and it just kind of happened, you know, it just, I'm, it's just felt right. It seems like the right thing to do and a lot of people are enjoying it and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, right. it's hard to, it's hard to fit everything in. That's why everybody always asks me like, how do you do it all? And I was like, well, I don't know. My biggest thing is like being flexible. Like people ask me when my daughter's nap time is and stuff. And I'm like, well, we don't really have a nap time, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have to be flexible. Like, 
Um, she's probably gonna get tired about one thirty, but we might not nap till three o'clock. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what we're doing, you know. So that's been my biggest thing to be, I guess, successful in the or adding another business. So or mm-hmm. saying my life, it's just being flexible. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And I mean, even when you're working cows or anything, like something's always gonna go wrong. Like you always have to be flexible. Like like no reason. Like how I look at it, I guess, is if you get upset and mad and you know, it ruins your whole day. Everyone will almost say, like, that is a disjoint, right? Like, so that's going to be a loss. And they just think, well, that happened. Oh, well, got to keep going, you know? And yeah. uh, I mean, that was a hard thing to learn, for sure. But, like, once I've learned that, I think it's really changed my whole life, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is, that, I think that perspective and have that mindset, it helps reactions on what you're doing which helps with the stress level like being a mom is stressful enough and then and being a rancher is stressful enough you know you try to do both of them together and sometimes you could let it be very overwhelming if you you know weren't like what you said I think the flexibility is like exactly what it is like i don't know like how scheduling this call for example <laughs> i'm like hey is this time gonna work you're like yeah it should and i'm like okay uh actually <laughs> we gotta wait 30 minutes <laughs> you know and i feel like that happens to me all the time and like sometimes it gets frustrating like i'm like oh i feel awful like i'm having to put this off again or that off but like i just always like i don't know there's some quote thing i read the other day is like stay committed to your decision but stay flexible in your approach and i was like that's like what I try to think about is like, I'm going to get to that goal. I'm going to get it done by the end of the week. I may not have got it done Monday, like I planned, but I still have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to figure it out, you know? And uh, I just make sure like that I, I get stuff done. I just not, don't get upset if I don't get it done exactly when I plan to get it done. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important to keep in mind just because really, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, certain things do have a deadline, but in all reality, of expectation that we put on the thing or on ourselves that doesn't need to be there and yeah. when you can just be like that's okay like what you said i didn't get it done monday but i've got you know six more days of the week if you want to look at it that way yeah and, and like you know i think if you've ever gotten to like the enneagram stuff but i'm like an enneagram one and so i used to be like terribly hard on myself and learning about the enneagram like finding out that i was a one and figuring out that I'm so much harder on myself than anybody else is. Like, nobody right. else thinking about me the same way I'm thinking about myself. Like, yeah. that was a big deal to me, too. Like, to realize, like, oh, you're way harder on yourself than anybody <laughs> ever thinks about me. No. Like, I never understood that. Like, my husband and stuff would be like, why are, you, why are you so upset about that? Like, who cares if you messed up? I'm like, what do you mean? Right. Like, like yeah. that was super awful. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, oh. uh, yeah. So, it's I've definitely grown a lot in the past few years and like I did well you know the show you mentioned the show earlier and um I think that had a lot to do with it too um when I did the show the first time like I did not think it was going to be real at all you know when they called me I'm like this is not real this is some kind of scam I'm about to drive 10 hours to Alabama and I show up and like it's not going to be you know anything at all um I was uh, yeah I was not sure what to think about that I almost turned around like four times on the way there (laughs) and um I got there and um I just was kind of like pushing myself out of my comfort zone that's what I told myself like I knew reality tv wasn't my thing like I was extremely shy extremely quiet 
but um, I had just gotten out of like a long-term relationship that wasn't going anywhere. And uh, I just felt like, I was like, I just need to push myself. I need to get out. I need to do something different. And um, I went and like, cause I, you know, like I said, I'm not a reality TV star. I didn't expect to do good that part of it. But I was like, maybe this will lead to something else, you know? And um, even if I like inspired one person, you know, it was worth it to me. And um, so that's why, you know, like, doing that like really really pushed I I really pushed myself I guess in that and Mm -hmm. that's really made me grow and like I think it's important for us to always keep pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone yeah yeah I love that and I love that you said you almost turned around (laughs) like what like what if you had like how different would your life be you know oh it would be so different and honestly if I like when I first got there like thankfully one of the guys that was working the show like one of the like cowboys who was in charge of the cows and stuff he said something to me about because I was like I don't know what I'm doing here like I really want to turn around and go home and he like knew me and I'm like how do you know me and he said you you and that other girl did that ranch rodeo and ain't like and I was like oh yeah he's like we were there he's like y'all <laughs> he's like y'all whooped us and I was like oh. <laughs> so then like that changed my whole attitude and I was like oh maybe I can do this you know and uh, it's just funny how like little things like that like you never know how something you say can like impact somebody else or like change their whole attitude you know just one silly comment like that and like change my whole confidence level about that but um yeah if I hadn't done that show I really can't imagine like it would be so different everything would be so different and again I swore for the first time I was like I'm never doing this again like people ask me like <laughs> you to do it again would you do it I said no never again like it's not my thing I'm glad yeah. I did it but I'm not doing it again right. and then they called me for the all-star season <laughs> and I had was I guess it was like four months after I had my baby and they're like we know you probably don't want to come but we want to know if you want to come <laughs> And I was like, well, um, I was like, I tell you one thing, I'm not coming without my baby. So let's get that figured out first. Like, I'll talk to her, I'll talk to you and see if I can bring her. Like, if I can't bring her, I'm not coming for sure. And um, so they called me back the next day. I'm like, no, we can make it work. Like, you can bring her. And um, so I brought her and brought my mom to babysit her. <laughs> and, um, but like, I, you know, there was so much of me that didn't want to go back the second time. But then there was a part of me that was like, I can't not go back. And people think I didn't go back because I had a baby. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I don't want to be that person. Like, I went the first time to be a role model. I went the first time to show people that women can do it. Like, I don't want them to think that I'm not doing it this time just because I have a baby. Like, I want to be able to go and show them that, yeah, it's hard, but you can still do it, you know? Yeah. So, and again, like, I really almost backed out a couple of times. My best friend, Kirby, she was like, the first time you went, she's like, didn't you do this? Like, after you did it, like, you saw how many people, like, reached out to you and said, like, it meant so much to them, this and that. She's like, you said that was your favorite part. I said, yeah. She said, so if you go back this time and you change one person's life, you know, if you have one mom out there that's struggling <laughs> and sees this, like, isn't it worth it to you? I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> So like, we talked, we, um, she wasn't even she turned six months old when we were there. So she wasn't even six months old yet. We loaded up the two horses and a twenty-four hour drive to Arizona. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, that's quite the deal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. And again, I'm so glad I did it. I mean, it was definitely difficult, very difficult. I mean, I was still nursing her, so doing that 
and bouncing reality TV around, you know, yeah. reality TV is a lot of like, hurry up and wait. Like they're like, no, you don't have time. You don't have time. You don't have time. And then you get there and you're sitting for three hours. I'm like, I thought you told me I didn't have time to go do yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I'm glad I did it again. And, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say like, there's a lot that I, or like I've inspired them to take their baby to work with them or to get back on the horse with the baby. And um, yeah. I guess that was like another thing too. Like I didn't tell people I was pregnant or I didn't do a big Facebook announcement about being pregnant because I was like, I'm going to keep riding. Like I'm going to keep working. Yeah. I know my body. I know my horse. Like I don't want people accommodating, you know, like I don't, I don't need yeah. to hear other people's outside opinions. Like you don't have to put everything on social media, you know, right. that's obviously it did get to a point where I couldn't hide it anymore. I was obviously pregnant, but <laughs> like I didn't tell people for a long time just because I didn't want to hear the negative side of things. And, um, like, I think going back, like, maybe I would have shared a little bit more just so other mom under, you know, like, yeah, I could have the confidence to do it too. But, um, that was something that was hard for me for sure. Just, just to get past what other people were going to think about that. Like, think I was putting my baby in jeopardy, or, you know, or something. Right. Whenever in reality, you know, I scaled back a lot, of course, we have to, <laughs> but like, and I only rode my one good horse. You know, I yeah. rode her day in, day out. She put up with a lot those last few months. <laughs> and um, I rode up until the day before I went to the hospital. And, uh, I, you know, like, I'm thankful everything. I know any stuff can go wrong anytime. Like, I'm thankful that everything went as good as it did. But, yeah, uh, but, yeah sorry. I'm rambling now. You can get back on track. <laughs> hey, there's, there's a reason my, my podcast is called Ruin Travel. This is what it's here for, but... I I love all of that, and my mind is like mulling over all the things you just said. But specifically, you know, the mom thing, like, feel like as the whole has kind of put moms in this weird box of like, what's best for your body and you need to listen to somebody else and you don't know what's good for your baby and you need to listen to somebody else and saying that you don't need education or knowledge or or whatever but a lot and i talk about this all the time but it's it's like why discredit what the mother is feeling you know and I just posted a story about um, when we found out Sylvia had some things going on, and in my gut, that there was something wrong, and nobody was listening to what I had to say. And I went to several professionals. I got kicked out of the pediatrician's office because I was like, no, you guys, this is bullshit. Not getting... My baby's not okay. Like I and they're like, oh no, she's fine. It's probably this. It's probably that. And like, no, it's not. And so, whole scary, tra- traumatizing for her, you know, and and us. Time later, we finally got some answers. But it's just, I think it's so important to advocate for yourself and your baby, no matter what age they are. But riding like you felt you were totally good with that you rode your good horse like you weren't putting yourself like in unnecessarily you know you probably weren't bulldogging you know at eight and a half months pregnant right like 
but there's what you knew you could do and you knew what your horse was and you knew you know and I think that's so cool and like like what a cool example for your baby as she then grows up and even even before she's to this point in her life like that's going to empower her so much for other decisions and other things for herself like I just think that's so cool yeah, no, and that's what I hope. Like, I hope one day she looks back and, like, thinks, like, mom didn't quit anything because of me, yeah. you know, and, like, she kept doing it. Like, and I hope it inspires her because I was always, like, I knew I wanted a family, but, like, I was never the girl that was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have a baby, you know? And, like, <laughs> yeah. she is, like, I was like, everything's going to change. Like, it's not just adding a baby, like, my work's going to change. Like, everything's going to change so much by Addie baby and um thankfully she was not <laughs> planned she came you know we just got married I was like we're gonna wait a few years and then surprise <laughs> yeah we can't make it to our first anniversary and we had a baby so <laughs> um yeah so it was definitely and I'm so glad like I'm 100% believer obviously God's timing like it was such a God thing to bring her now and um she's been like a lot like we've had a lot of family struggles with our ranch you know like as it people pass away everybody knows how that goes some people want to sell off oh, yeah so, yeah it's difficult really difficult and um yeah there's so many days that i think she's been like the only thing that's made my grandpa smile you know like oh. yeah so it's like been such i mean it's been hard time but it's like if she hadn't been here like you know it would have it's hard on him it's hard on all of us but it would have been much harder without her I think like I think yeah you know that gives him more hope it gives all of us more hope it gives me more hope like I don't know I mean it just like turned into you know once you have a baby it turned into like I can't give up like now I have to do this for her like it's so important to me that she gets to grow up the way I grew up so Mm -hmm. that just pushes me even harder to to keep the legacy going I guess yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say too it's just a different way of saying what you just said but it seems like obviously there's a choice in everything but when you have the kids like you, you know some people will whole life will never be it's not the same but they say it in a, a negative um and you can choose to look at it light your fire for you to try harder and put in more work and you know create the life that you want for your family and your baby um rather than let it stifle you and just break up i have kids can't do that like you gotta live you gotta live you know you can't just that's one thing i I really love and respect about your story is the priority for you and it's very obvious before like we even had a real conversation you know you can tell that and the way you raise her is a priority to you and I just think that's so cool because a lot of people will just that's it and they just kind of quit moving forward and and it's like man this life is meant like for some cool things but cool things don't come if you just sit back and let it pass you by right yeah yeah no, I, yeah i agree like i mean i don't get me wrong there's definitely hard days like taking her with oh, me yeah. like plenty of hard days like there's plenty of days just screaming and crying and i'm not getting everything done that i want to get done but like you know the last i guess two weeks ago we had a little calf be born that was screaming for her and uh i just 
lucky luckily happened to be driving down the road and saw him right after he came out and um, I knew from the moment I saw his little front legs were kind of bent wrong you know like I knew he was going to need help so of course that always happens when you're my husband's out of town my brother's out of town Yeah. I was out of town and I was out of town and I was like man he and um so I had to go get my in-laws and um they helped me get him pinned and everything well I had to help him nurse like he just he just wasn't you know he just had no energy no wife to him really I was honestly surprised that he is still alive but um I spent
my last colt and she's like flagging out her little dead rope you know pony whoa peaches whoa and i'm like yeah because <laughs> peaches is so concerned that you're flagging her out but you know it, it, it's so true you take them with you and they absorb so much they're like little sponges they just they learn and it all happens and it's all fine that's what i'm talking about now like jennings knows all the stuff about cows like she knows every animal she, like she uh-huh. knows the cow all that but she does not know her colors i'm like you can see where my priorities have been like <laughs> she's just like two colors but we know so much right. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... and that's like that's totally fine so it's not like it's not like they don't learn it it's just yeah. like you said the priorities this is what we do for our life yeah like, you kind of need to know that this is how a baby cat nurses, you know? <laughs> That's so cool. But... So, kind of jumping tracks a little bit, but what's your your process with your tallow? Like, do you... It comes from your cattle? Yeah, so we sell just a few uh, cattle like butcher steers every year. We don't do the, like, sell them as tuts because we don't have a processor nearby that's certified so we just have to sell them as whole or halves and um so every time we do that we not the butcher that i use he saves the fat for me i use the kidney fat actually because it's not as it doesn't smell as strong like the very first time i ever did this like i was taking a brisket and i was cut trimming all the sides of the brisket and i was like huh i should try you know to make the tallow moisturizer and see what happens and i did and it, it did kind of smell like a brisket <laughs> and i was like yeah it's probably not the right thing so i like looked into it a little more and i found out that you could use the kidney fat and it wasn't as strong of a smell or anything um so i started doing that and um thankfully you know if i keep growing i don't know what i have to start sourcing some out but like right now i can manage with what i get from our cattle and um it's just i get the that that from the butcher and I have to trim it all like, it'll still have some meat on it or like some you know tendon kind of stuff and uh, I'll trim that all up and I cut it up really fine and then I'll just put it on the in a pot on the stove like real slow real long and slow is how I do it so that way it doesn't mm-hmm. it be like get it kind of burned or whatever that's when it will have more of like a beefy smell okay. so that's the good thing is like making sure you don't burn it or get it crispy and um yeah it's, tight. it's like it's really not a hard process it's just a long process like you just have to let it cook for a long time and then after i cook it i drain it and um i let it get solid and then i add all the other eyes with their oil and stuff to it to actually diffuse myself <laughs> with some cool. dried herbs and flowers and stuff that i have and um yeah and i turn it in a lotion i mix it up i was using my good stained mixer and i realized because i was easier but then i realized that my hand mixer does a better job but it's a lot more time consuming yeah but, um, yeah but and then my the rest of it yeah just packaging and all that it's, like i said none of it's hard it's a process like it's just a little bit i do a little, like from time about being flexible like i'll do a little bit in the morning before she wakes up and then i'll do a little bit on nap time you know and and she's always wanting to help, but it's not always a job that is <laughs> very good for her to help. And then, um, thankfully, my my father-in-law actually got really interested in this. And he's been helping me cook a lot because he works from home. Well, he's uh-huh. in a practice so he's at home a lot doing work. So he'll be on the computer working. So it's easy for him to have it cooking on the, you know, he'll just go start every once in a while on the stove while he's around the house. So I've been right. very lucky with that to get a little extra help, um, 
yeah talking about like we were talking about god's timing and everything earlier it's kind of a funny story my in-laws lived like 30 minutes from here and they had a big house and they were wanting to move you know their kids were out of the house they were wanting to sail down and and that little camp house like two hours away from here in a little small town they're like we're just gonna move up there uh to corgan you know we're just gonna stay in that little house well they moved like all their stuff out of their house their big house one weekend into a little camp house and um they were just going to remodel a few little bit, like, paint and stuff this house, and then they were going to sell it. So all they had was, like, their clothes and we and, like, a plate and a fork for each of them. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a mattress on the floor. Right. And um, they moved everything there. It was right after my daughter was born. They moved everything there, and that was, like, on a Saturday. And that Tuesday, I got a call, and their neighbor lit a fire in a burn van and they're like y'all toss us about to burn down and they're they're two hours away and they're like well obviously thing we can do and um so their house merged the ground with like everything they owned in it oh my gosh yeah so and then so now they ended up living in a tiny house my brother has for rent that's like two miles down the road from us and they've been there ever it's been over a year now they've been there now they're not leaving now they bought property here they're staying (laughs) Turned out to be so nice. And it's just another one of those things where, like, obviously you want to be like, well, God, you didn't have to do that thing. It was fine. But, <laughs> but like, it definitely was, like, a right thing for them to get, you know, to end up here and be staying here. It's just it's just crazy Thanks. how this happened. Like, they've been so much help for me with her. Like, there's plenty of times I'll be, we have a setup. My brother and I actually kind of purchased the property, or part of our ranch that's around where their house is recently with our family split i was talking about mm-hmm. so uh like that's really exciting it's really scary obviously but it's really exciting to like actually have a piece that's ours right now and yeah. um my in-law looks at a little night there and we work our cow right behind there so there's like many a times where i'll be working cows and like something might be going to this right i'd call my father and be like can i just come drive her off for 10 minutes like if i can leave her here for 10 minutes like she can sit there and play while you're on the computer doing your stuff and then like i'll come back and get her real quick i promise right (laughs) yeah so like it's been really nice and really you know like i said i've been very grateful for my whole support system i have like my mom i mean not to leave anyone out my mom my in-laws my husband everybody is like so like you say we need a village like that's you need a village to raise a child that's a such a true thing i think but um i think it makes everything like i don't know like it makes you want to work harder too i guess you know like i was talking about earlier like it's just another thing yeah. like you like knowing that you've got people that believe in you and support you and are willing mm-hmm. to whatever to help you like it's it's a big deal <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, I agree that's that's so cool for the last well almost 10 years <laughs> no that's perfect that's i love it when it goes like this because i feel like conversations go where they're supposed to go yeah. Um, it's been almost 10 years my husband and I have lived on the ranch in New Mexico and we just recently made a deal for some property up here by my parents in southern Utah so we just made the big move and so all I mean up until recently it's been with the girls and um which is awesome and i i've been really thankful for all the experiences and memories we have down there but then at the same time it's so nice to be like hey like can can you you know can you take them for 20 minutes so i can go do this or like i i quit 
a bunch of young horses because anybody to help me with the girls. And I'm like, if I get hurt on this horse, you know, Tim's gone out of service all day long. And, you know, 18 months apart, two years apart. Like, so that's talking about scaling back when you got pregnant. That was kind of what my scaling back looked like was certain things that I didn't do because it was just us. And his grandparents were close to town, but it still it took about an hour to get to their house. And, um, you know, his boss then was across the ranch, which is about like an hour and a half, two hours away. And... Like, things have to look different <laughs> sometimes, and it's okay, but, you know, talk about God's timing and everything, that's one of the things that we just kind of felt a, a pull and things fell into place, and, um, you know, boss's sons took over, and it's it was just perfect. So, you know, before we even moved, my husband got an offer for a job offer for up here, and it's like, all right, so this is supposed to happen. Like, let's make it, let's make it happen. And, and so here we are, but God's timing like that. I think that's so fun when you can have that perspective that the pieces are falling into place for a reason, you know, and, and it's cool when you can look back and see it happening because sometimes in the moment, it's like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> and, and then when it's over with, you're like, okay, I see why. Like, I get it. <laughs> That's what, like, every time I hear, like, it just seemed like, I don't know, like, it, it would have been very easy to give up, like, talking about the storms and stuff, like, one thing after another for a little while. And, like, you don't understand any of it. You're like, I'm, I used to, I mean, genuinely make myself sick over, like, what was going to happen with our ranch, you know, knowing that I have so many cousins and, you know, me and my brother are the only ones involved with the cattle. Like, just thinking about that and, like, just knowing that people that aren't here, that aren't involved with it every day, don't understand the value. Like, it's not just a job to us, you know, like, everything yeah. we've worked for, everything. It's not just, or I guess it's just, it's not just paycheck, like. Our whole yeah. life invested into this. Like, yeah. if this place is gone, like, our whole life completely changes. It's not like I just have to go find another job, you know? Like, right. My house is here. My everything is here. So, it's like, I used to make myself so sick over that. Like, what's going to happen if this doesn't work out? You know, like, exactly. Like, I think I should, it should work out. And um, I guess, I think, I guess really when I got pregnant, I just, like, changed my whole mindset. And I was like, there's all, you know, I can only worry about what I can fix you know like yeah. I can't keep worrying about all this stuff I can't control like it's gonna happen whether I do you know like, I can't do anything about it so I might as well quit worrying about it and just hope right. and pray that it's gonna fall into place just like everything else has and um you know it's still like 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 looking back now like so many things have happened and we still have a long way to go like there's still days where I'm like oh man you know but for the most part I'm like I'm just trusting God that it's all gonna and know where it's supposed to end up, you know. I just yeah. feel I feel like at peace, like that it is gonna work out. It may not be the way I planned exactly, but like one way mm -hmm. or another, it is gonna work out like it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's what's cool is when you kind of shift that mindset that like it is God knows what He's doing, and in a sense, like that does bring that peace because like He's doing He's doing it. Like I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I just yeah, gotta keep putting in the time, like putting in the work. Yeah. <laughs> just sit back and kind of try to relax, you guess, like as <laughs> much as you can. <laughs> but yeah. Well, this has been such an awesome conversation, Jay Storm. Thank you so much for 
taking the time. I, I know that you got a lot going on and whatnot, but I really appreciate it. And then thank you. I appreciate it for inviting you. Considered me. Wanted to have me on. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Let me tell you. I do this thing where I, you're talking about God's timing or whatever. I'll have a thought and like, you need to talk to this person. Whether it's about the podcast or anything else with, with you, I was like, I was like, is she going to think that I'm just like wanting to talk to her because she was on the show? Because I genuinely think that she's like, I'm like, I genuinely feel like I think she's awesome. Like, I want to connect with this person. And it's happened to have been on the show that we enjoyed watching. But oh, I'm like, I so don't message, don't message her. No, <laughs> so I back and forth, and, and I finally did. Half the time, I'm like, I'll be somewhere, and I like, I'll, I'll, I was at a rodeo the other day, a few hours from here, and this family, I could tell they were just like looking at me, and I'm like, why are they looking at me? And I finally came up there, and um, they're like, you were on that show, and I was like, oh, oh yes, yes, I was. Why they were looking? <laughs> I forget. Like when I did the show, like I never thought. It's like on the old people western channel, you know. I'm like nobody's gonna watch this. Like I'm safe. <laughs> like I don't have to Oops. tell when I'm doing this. And then I was very, very wrong. So many people saw it. And like I went to Vegas for the NFR. Like uh-huh. it's now in October, and then I went to Vegas. And um, like I was in the Houston airport, and people were coming up to me, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I just thought my small town knew. Like I didn't know this was. <laughs> This is a big of a thing. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a shock. I still like, I still forget that I did it sometimes. Like I, like I said, like I wonder sometimes, like why are these people looking at me weird? And I'm like, oh yeah, funny. I love that. <laughs> well, um, tell us where we can find your, uh, like, what's your website, and then where we can find you on social media or for all the things you have going on. Okay, um, so my title business is the Crunchy Cow Gal. It's Cow Gal G A L, but um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. And um, my website is kind of difficult; it's on the square thing. But if you go to my Instagram, you can find my my website's linked on my Instagram and my Facebook. Perfect. So you can find me on there, or uh, if you just want to see my regular page, it's just J Storm S C O R M E. J is my first name, just the letter. It's, I didn't know, you know, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, how in the world did you get that weird name? But Storm is my grandma's middle name, my mom's middle name, my middle name. Now my oh, that's girl. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love so, that. That's so cool. That's where my name came from. So on Instagram, just J period S-T-O-R-M-E. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes too for everybody listening. And um, thank you again, J Storm. This has been so cool. I love connecting with women like you because you know agriculture is so important and obviously our our passions happen to be with the beef cow but you know it's just it's so cool to connect and create this community and um you know hopefully inspire others by sharing our story so um do you have anything else you'd like to add before we call it a, a day no i think that was good thank you thanks for having me Awesome. Well, thanks, Jay Storm. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. All right.